The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. You can feel the energy in the room. Uh, no one's going to fucking listen to this, have they? I mean, we don't get that many <laughs> listeners to begin with. But, like, who wants to hear us go through this again? That We, we are literally minutes after the final whistle at Griffin Park and playoffs it is, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah, KC's here as well. Uh, hi. <laughs> fucking hateful. <laughs> it's shite. Yeah, uh, uh, obviously we'll, we'll get through all the stuff that's already happened. We'll get through the one nice bit very quickly. We beat Chef Wednesday 1-0, Jack Harrison, good goal. P- really good performance that sets us up really well for automatic promotion. Yeah, that was a great day. Chef Wednesday, uh, sorry, Chef United drew with Millwall uh, with a 95th minute equaliser. So at that point you're thinking, oh, we could do it. It's It's on now, it's... And we battered. Uh, that is the, is the definition of it, uh, battering a team 1 0, isn't it? Yeah, it really was. We were all of them the whole way through. Should definitely have been more comfortable. Yeah, we, we looked the better team all throughout. I, I got to watch this one at the pub with some Chef Wednesday fans who were all American. It's the first time, strangely, it's the first time I've ever been recognised uh, from doing this. Because as, well, as I went in the bar, uh, Chef Wednesday fan looked at me and just in my uh, in my Leeds hoodie and went, "Are you KC?" And, I, and I'm really not used to getting called KC over here. Mm. So I looked and went, "Christian," and I, and I shook his hand. Went, "No, you the guy from the podcast, like from a podcast." But yeah, that was he was a nice guy, and I like him even more since we won one nil. Yeah, um, it. Uh, I can't be fucked talking about the Wednesday game. I'm too depressed. <laughs> yeah, let's complain about some shit. Right, fuck it. We'll just move on. Leeds one, Wigan two. Uh, I think that a lot of the players on this pitch should be fucking ashamed of themselves for this performance. It was the definition of bottling a game. Like they, re- you could look into all the statistical things in the world, look into patterns of play. Yeah, the Bielsa's subs were long at half time, and I've. Everyone seems to agree on that, including me. But they lost this game because they couldn't handle pressure. It's uh, whenever I've described this game to people out here, it is the it's about as leads as you can get. Just going, well, you know, we're playing twenty first in the table. They haven't won away since August. They have a man sent off after 15 minutes who probably shouldn't have been sent off. Yeah, that's one thing. Looking back, yeah, but we certainly got that one back today. Yes. Forgetting the missed penalty, we still went 1 0 up. And we conspired to throw that away because yeah. Gavin Massey's a bit fast. Yeah, I still can't believe that. Uh, I know that his previous penalty was shit, but I was really surprised that Bamford didn't take the penalty. Because he's been like, although he has, although it won't great, like when Roof isn't on, he appears to be the second choice. And then for it to suddenly be Hernandez, who's... Let's right, his penalty record isn't great. No. Well, again, he, he was he was the person who took the last penalty before we went on that huge run without getting one. And the one he missed. last minute against Reading where he basically passed it to keeper. Yeah. 
But someone point, someone pointed out before we signed Click, he he had a good penalty record in um, in Holland. He's a, uh, and he I never think he's only taken. He's taken two for us, I think, both in shootouts, and he scored them both. Yeah, he always he's always seems to be one of the defaults in Football Manager as well. Yeah, it's always him or Alioski. I wouldn't trust Alioski. I back Alioski to put that out for a throw-in. Yeah, especially in current form. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was like, we went one 0 up. It was a really nice goal actually from Bamford because it wasn't an easy ball to control at all. Mm. Gets himself through, finishes it well, and when we got that. KC, in his infinite wisdom, decides to go on our Twitter <laughs> and put, and I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but put, get in, that, that'll get him down. Time to, get a, time to stick a load past him now and improve his goal difference. I believe I may have used the term, put them to the sword. Oh. <laughs> in case you haven't watched the last two games, that's not what happened. <laughs> no, uh Although it does show us how sad some Huddersfield fans are because I started getting tweets about that tweet that you put like literally 24 hours later. And it's not like it went viral. It wasn't just popping up on the timeline. <laughs> just as an aside, you know, so someone we know, I'm not going to say their name, but someone we know mutually put on something about um, Hull's goalkeeper been at Sheffield United for a few years. This guy only has like 30-something followers, but he had like 70-odd responses from Chef United fans about being about us being bitter fans. Yeah. It's quite, it's quite interesting what gets picked up and what doesn't. Yeah, particularly when it's easy to set the piss out of. He'd only used the hashtag LUFC as well. He hadn't tagged anyone else in it, which means that people have gone out of their way to look for this, <laughs> this sort of stuff. Uh, in fairness, all clubs do have fans that do that. Also have fans that say stupid things, all of them. But, uh, yeah, this it was weird, this game, because, of, well, first of all, their first goal is way too simple. Like, Janssen and Berardi are nowhere on first one. Alioski, who should be tracking runner, just slips over. Which is, that has, that's been another thing these last two games. They've all fallen over, like, five times each. Yeah, I really noticed it today. Yeah, but Massey goes through. It's a good strike, in fairness to him. It's in near post, which doesn't look good for the keeper, but when you see it from other angle, he really does slice across it, so I don't think it's on him. And then the second goal, you know, just put into the box. We've got Leon Clark and Gavin Massey up front. Leon Clark's, what, 6-4, built really well. Massey, little mm. nippy winger. So, of course, Janssen marks Massey, and Forshaw ends up challenging against Clark. Knocked down, headed into the corner. That was one of... They didn't have many attacks. We had all the ball, completely dominant, and never once did we actually look like... Did I ever think we were going to score? No, and in fact, especially in the second half, I thought the closest the, go the game was going to get to having a fourth goal was when Reese James went on that full pitch run, when he just beat everyone. Yeah, it was a good player. Uh, and I thought I thought he was going to make it 3-1. because And that, that run ended, and that's pretty much when they had to sub him at that point, because you could look at him and just think, Oh, he's fucked now. Yeah. It's, it was odd. I, de I described... Um, this joke isn't all that nice, but the way I described the performance to my dad was that Leeds United looked like they'd had a stroke because the entire left-hand side didn't work. Yeah. it was just, And it really was like they were leaving Alioski and Harrison unmarked. 
on purpose because thought we'll just let them have the ball because they're not going to do anything with it. Trice Alioski passed it out of play, just overhitting passes over and over again. Yeah, like I, I genuinely think that those two combined is the single worst wide performance I've ever seen from like a winger and fullback pairing together. Mm. And, and again, like I understand Bielsa's philosophy with, with fullbacks and telling him to get forward, and I can see why he loves Alioski there. But Christ almighty, like every game you watch, commentators are pointing out the weak spot is Alioski bombing forward. And it's like it's not hard to exploit that if you win the ball. It's, you know, if you've got someone with a bit of pace on the right wing, if you can play it out into that channel, all of a sudden you've got acres of space because Alioski's normally further forward than Harrison. Yeah, I mean, they used Massey for that on the wing. And then in the second half, they just went, oh, what's been working against Leeds? Oh, well, we'll push Massey up with Clark. So then they have to drop an extra man in. And mm-hmm. that's where the halftime sub that Bielsa made. I mean, taking off Roberts for Roof, Roberts wasn't having a great game and then Roof had an absolute shocker. But that wasn't where the problem was. Bringing on Forshaw for Roof, uh, for Roof, for Phillips, uh, I'm, I'm sure that the logic was for sure, we're going to have so much of the ball, for sure we'll be able to get forward better than Phillips. But to then use him basically as an auxiliary centre-back for 25 minutes, when you've taken off the guy who has played centre-back for half of this season, it's just a strange decision. Particularly when, because Shackleton was on the bench, wasn't he? Yeah. Okay, they switched to that. Fair enough, you didn't expect him to go two up front. Take someone off, put Shackleton on, drop Ailing in as a third centre-back. And then you've still got Forshaw with his passing going forward. You've got some pace wide. Probably take click off. Like, it, it wasn't a complicated situation and we just we just played completely into their hands. And you saw it again today, though, with the, with the choice of substitutions that we made. And by the end, when you look at a back four of Ailing, Forshaw, Cooper and Dallas, and you just think, how have we got to this point? I, I honestly, it just it just blows my mind at times. Like, I like you know again, Bielsa is a world class manager, but that doesn't mean you can't question him. And and I said at half time that the change I would make would be to get Berardi on and push Dallas out to, up, to on. the right wing. Yeah, I'd have brought, brought Berardi on. At he half-time. was already playing. <laughs> no, sorry, I'm talking about today. Oh, today, <laughs> yeah, Apologies. fair enough. Um, <laughs> So you actually have a natural defense, you know, a natural fullback in their natural position, and you just—we ended up with this Frankenstein of a team of Roof at ten, Hernandez is playing central midfield, Dallas is at left back, Forshaw's at centre midfield. Half the team is not playing in their natural position. Yeah, I, I, I think I put after this Wigan game that there's been two or three times Bielsa has got it totally wrong, and that that was another one. Uh, and I really do think at half time he did like. Leeds, but just to show how wasteful we were out wide, like Leeds had 60 crosses and got nothing. 36 shots. And how can you have that and not look like scoring? No. um... Like, even, and it was the same today. Like, how can we be in a position where Pablo Hernandez is wasteful and looks crap on the ball? Like, technically, he's absolutely brilliant. And yet, somehow... If it's a dead ball, he just can't cross it at the minute. No, and again, I, again, I said today, I honestly think out of the players on the team that are taking, you know, all the players that were on the pitch today, Dallas is probably would have been the best option. 
Harrison's corners were just always going far too deep. Yeah, I know he was deliberately aiming at the far post, but he was clearing the far post by 10 to 15 yards. Yeah, Hernandez's free kicks in just weren't doing anything. Uh, jokingly, I put on, on my Twitter today that we need to get Gianni uh, Vio back in. Yeah, <laughs> that'd fix things. Christ. We'll get that one free kick against Burton. Yeah. That'll be it, but... Uh, the only other thing I think to say about the Wigan game, because genuinely, I, I think we got what we deserved. They looked shit scared from the first minute. Like those, you know when a ball gets played back to you and you just take a little first touch to knock it a yard in front of you so you can cross it? The mm. number of times they messed up that touch and it either went under their foot or knocked four yards in front of them. Yeah. was it, Like everyone in the stand was on about it way before they equalised. How we just didn't look right. The the only other thing to say about that game is uh, if the pricks who keep wanting to throw shit from the south stand want to stop it, it'd be really nice. It's it's fucking diabolical. I, I don't understand why. I, I'll never understand why people do it in the first place. But these will be the dickheads that are like, oh, the football league are out to get us. And then don't understand if we ever get pulled for something like this. Yeah, and it seems to be worse, like, when it first happened, when, like, the Millwall won, and, I mean, they were goaded into it. It doesn't make it right, they were. But that seemed to be, there was some people through some worse stuff, but it seemed to mostly be, like, empty bottles and shit like that. This yeah. appeared to just be coins. Yes. I, I, I'm sorry, if you do this, you're, you're an absolute dickhead. Mm. There, there's no other way to look at it. I don't care how much you've drunk to get to that point. If you're throwing things on the pitch, you're a dickhead. Yeah, the only acceptable thing to ever throw on a pitch is if you properly, if your team is that bad and you want to walk round and throw your season ticket at the feet of a manager as a form of protest, I can understand that because that doesn't hurt anyone. <laughs> but then don't, but then don't ask for it back. Yeah, and don't uh, act surprised when you get banned from the ground. Uh, yeah. I kind of knew there was something about me that knew that this game was fucked the second I was walking down Beeston Hill. And I saw a plane flying around with the Bielsa, his God banner trailing off the back of it. Oh, yeah. Oh. I was just like, oh, God, that is really asking for trouble. The, uh, I think the, nice, the nicest thing that came out of uh, this game was we reunited three legendary strikers on this day. Jermaine Beckford, Luciano Becchio, Enoch Shawumni reunited yeah i um i think i think you actually said this on twitter but i did think the same thing the amount of chances we create beckford would get 50 in this team yeah i was you know bearing in mind he'd also miss 100 but <laughs> yeah his conversion rate was you know iffy at best but jesus 36 you know if you're getting 36 shots and 30 odd chances the, the one baffling thing, and this, this is an aside from this, uh, you know, I, I stalk Luciano Vecchio's every move, so I'm always on top of where he is. He's been at Stokes Training Ground. And, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out the connection there. Unless he knows Bojan. Yeah, could do. Uh, I can't think that's, of any other reason. That That's all I've got. I don't know if he just went, uh, you know, let's let's go to the... You know, let's go out to the pottery, see what the crack is. Unless, like, Danny Pugh's a youth coach there or something like that. Yeah, that'd be... It's just a strange one to see him there. Like, I love seeing Luciano Becchio. He, you know, tweet... He puts up a lot of pictures from him going out to various restaurants. 
I, I, from what I gather, he never eats at home. The man is always out for dinner. But, yeah, it was at least nice to have him and Jermaine reunited and Enoch there in the background. Yeah, I... Uh... Oh, God, there's so little energy. <laughs> um, I just, I really, after this Wigan game, like, I have, I'm now all right because the Brentford game, weirdly, has just made me calm because I know it's done. I was, f- like, furious, f- fucking anger personified for, like, two days after this game. I... It's not that they lost, it's just that it was completely self-inflicted. And as soon as they lost that game, I thought, we're done. I really did think that this was it, and that would be the defining moment of the season. And then today, just kind of compounded it. Leeds nil, Brentford 2. Cooper came back in, which I thought would help, but then for sure for Phillips, we've said already, I don't understand uh just it, it is it is the blow to put us out of our misery which i think is probably for the best at this point yeah christ it just we didn't even create the chances today no this was this was more i mean it wasn't quite the same but it was more like the west brom away game where you're like oh no we fully deserve to lose yeah we were just outplayed by a mid-table team yeah a mid-table team who didn't have the best player yeah. Like Saeed Benrahma is their best player, his quality. Uh, because Brentford are always willing to sell people, I'd love us to try and get him in the summer. Yeah. There is one thing in this game, that we, and it could have changed things, but that is that foul by uh, Jean Vier on Bamford is just about the most blatant. It's definitely the most blatant penalty you'll ever see not given. And you, and you wouldn't mind, but the referee had a good view of it. He was looking right at it. And... You could tell he got nowhere near the ball. So his only real options were either to give a penalty or to book Bamford for diving, and he didn't do either. Yeah, I, I don't. I, the, the, and the thing that, again, like at this, day, at this stage with how we've been playing, one, we'd have probably missed a penalty. Oh, almost but, certainly. But two, I will say, quite why Bamford got himself in that position to be, ta- to be fouled, is impressive. What, instead of just hitting it when he had 10 yards of space? Yeah, he decided to take three touches instead. It's because they've no confidence. And it's not just him, it's any of them. They've completely yeah. they've completely gone. It's not the same team, it's not the same players. It's just people who look exactly the same, but they're completely different footballers now because they have become scared. They're playing with fear. I uh, Some people weren't happy with it, but I, genu- I compared that Wigan game to a Heckingbottom performance because they, were, they looked scared to play football and that's how we looked under Heckingbottom. And today was the same. They just looked scared. Yeah, so it's just... Uh, there's very few places you could look on the field today and, and pick out good performances. I, I, for me... I thought Dallas was on the better end of things going forward. Defensively, no. But yeah. I, again, I will always say Stuart Dallas is a right winger who today was playing left back. While you've got Berardi sat there, you've got a team that has Mopai up front who's got 26 goals this season. He's one of the better strikers in division. I understand that we, we play attacking football. But if you've got a left winger on, like Harrison, who doesn't mind getting to the byline, putting crosses in, 
it'll hit the first man with the cross, but... Yeah, but for fuck's sake, put Berardi in, a full-back, who it's not as if he's... It's not as if he doesn't venture forward at all. Yes, he's less attacking than Alioski, but, you know, Alioski is probably our most attacking player. Because Christ knows it's not Bamford at the moment. This decision-making at times, it just it baffles me. Yeah, he was off today. Because I, I still, I do think Bamford's a good player. But he just, today, he seemed to be five seconds late doing everything. i tell you what, what tells that the most. Bamford didn't foul nearly as many people as he has done in the last three or four games. Yeah. Because he, he gives away a lot of free kicks, just pushing in that. Yeah. And today, he just wasn't getting near people. Mm. Yeah, it was a... Uh, it was odd today. Like, we just weren't at it. Their first goal is such bad defending. It's so simple. Like, it's just a simple through ball. And Janssen runs forward five yards for no reason. Leaves a giant gap behind him and more pace scores. Now, there were some people... Uh, like I was on about it on Twitter because I think it it sounded a bit to some people like I was saying that the mis- it was Falshaw's fault, but I was very careful to say, you know, it is Janssen's fault. But I think the reason it happens is because Falshaw, when he plays in that number four role, isn't in his right position. Like I, yeah, fi- I saw just after the game, it showed a replay of it. And there was three people in middle of midfield. And Forshaw was the furthest forward of all of them. Mm. So Janssen's scared that their attacking mid's going to get on the ball. So he panics and goes forward. Now, he should have stayed where he was and let him get the ball if he needs to. That's the good defensive decision to make. But yeah. that's... I think that's why he does it. I mean, he's wrong to do it, but that's why he does it. Because Forshaw, I still think, is a decent footballer, but he is not... Oh, def- he's not a defensive mid in a Bielsa system. He's a def- he can no. play as a deep midfielder if you're playing two deep midfielders. If you're playing a 4-2-3-1, he's absolutely fine to be one of them. But in a 4-1-4-1, he can't be the one. What did you make of Casillas' positioning? Because he seemed to be on the edge of the penalty He seemed area. to come out a long way, didn't he, very quickly. Yeah. I'm... I don't know loads about goalkeeping positioning because I understand like him coming out to narrow the angle does make sense. What I'd have to go mm. back and look at is where he was as the ball was struck, because if he's mid stride coming forward, that means he can't dive yet. Yeah. If his feet are planted by the time the shots hit, then I'm not sure it's really a problem. And it was just you know he got beat by the shot. If he's still moving forward when the shots hit then that means it is a problem because he wasn't set. Yeah, I know. It was and it was one of those where when they scored, it scored at the, I think the first words that came out of my mouth were too easy. Yeah, same. In fact, I think word for word, same. And again, you're just, you're just looking at the, the, the way the team are playing and you're just thinking, there's no one here that's going to get this game by the scruff of the neck now. I, I mean, for me, the next couple of games, we'll, and again, we'll get on to it, but... I drop Hernandez, give him a couple of weeks off. He's not essential to this team for the next two games now. Rest him, get him in so so he's in so he's in good shape for the playoffs. If there is anyone who they're um, not analytics, what's the word for uh, biometrics? Who, yeah. Any of if there's anyone who's looking close, I'd, then I would give him a rest now. But mm. I'm not so sure he will. I. Uh, 
Obviously, no, then, I, I don't think you will. Nothing, like, do you know what I genuinely think? I would, and there is, I'd be amazed if he did it. But I would, I, I think I'd start Izzy Brown against Villa because I don't, I don't think it's going to matter now. Or if not against Villa, if it's mathematically done after the Villa game, Mm. Well, it might not be because if we won and Sheffield United won, it wouldn't be mathematically done, but it'd be a nine-goal swing or something. So it's not going to happen. Yeah. Then I'd play him against Ipswich just to see: is he going to be a worthwhile option for the playoffs? Because I don't think he's going to play him at all. No, but no, he's, it's he's worth not getting on the bench. I no. think it'd be worth giving him one now. It wasn't worth doing it today because we were still. It was sticking with players he trusts, which is fair enough. But I really would be tempted now. You know, you know what the sad thing is. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the championship table and you are the top five, and I, and I I said to you in a text, and I think we mentioned on the last podcast we're not looking at Norwich anymore. But after I'm just trying to think, who was after the Chef Wednesday game? You were looking and thinking, well, Norwich have dropped points again. And they dropped points Norwich again have, today. Yeah, they've drawn four of their last five. And you just think that all of a sudden, if we get a point, in a, if we got four points from these last two games, we're two points off, you know, we're in second and we're two points off first. Yeah, like, that, that's what it thinks. We beat Wigan, which, like, should be almost a given. I genuinely think if Wigan are down to 10 men after 15 minutes... I back out under twenty threes to beat Wigan. Yeah, I, uh, you know, they're they've. I, I'll, I won't get my. I, the first half, I saw a few people saying that we were playing after, you know, from sorry, from when we went one 0 in front to the end of the first half, that we just took our foot off the off the pedal, you know, that we took our foot off the gas and. I don't think it's unreasonable. It I, I don't think it's unreasonable to say that because it did look like it. But because we were also really sloppy before the goal, I just think it was nerves all the way through. Yeah. It, it could only be nerves or complacency, but because it also happened before the red card and before the goal, I think it. I think they were just shit scared. Yeah. I I, dis, I described the performance to my dad when, when we were in the ground as it was like watching, not everyone, but nearly everyone. It was like watching like scared small children just panicking yeah. and like so, the worst examples and you did mention them earlier but Alioski played I think three passes to Harrison down the line that were like six seven yard passes and they rocketed out of play straight for a couple went straight for goal kicks and you were just looking he didn't just overhit a seven yard pass and hit it 10 it hit it 25 like it was it was like some it was like watching me put <laughs> You know, it was it was dreadful judgment of distance. We keep turning away from the Brentford game because we're just busy being annoyed. Uh, start of second half, no changes. We did start okay, like Dallas had an early effort. We came in, but still, again, never looked like scoring. And then simple break. Jansen misses a tackle. Jansen had a bit of a stinker. Uh, mm. Misses a tackle. A through ball goes in. And having seen it back at first, I thought both Click and Dallas, they were both in decent positions to cover and I thought neither of them put a foot in. When I saw it replay, I think Dallas did get a foot in because I think he kicked it against him yeah. and it went in. But even so, 
a proper fullback is already round on the cover and not playing catch up in that position. Yeah. And again, later on as well, when it was either Canos or Mopai, I can't remember, kind of went went into the penalty, tried to go around Casilla and ended up being forced wide. It was a good piece of goalkeeping, that by Casilla. He, yeah. made a, he made a good save from Canos in the first half as well. Well, just just to kind of go back to your point about a full-back covering, you had, at this point, Forshaw's centre-back. He's gone to cover one of the, uh, the men on the right. But as soon as as soon as soon uh, he tries to take it around Casilla, Forshaw is just rooted in that spot, whereas Luke Ayling's the one who's dropped back onto the line and tried to cover it. But Forshaw just did not seem to have any defensive instincts for that situation. Now, as I say, I do, I, I, I do not blame Forshaw. He's being misused. No. Either use him properly or leave him on the bench. It just... I, 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 I appreciate that Bielsa sees certain roles in players that they can do that outwardly most of us cannot see. I, I understand that Stuart Dallas is, at best, a functioning fullback, but... Christ, it's a waste of the man's talents. I don't think he's, by any stretch of the imagination, the best winger in the division. But I think he was probably the best winger we had on the field today, and he's playing left back. Uh, better than Harrison. Yeah, and Clark, than, Clark's form this last few games is just... I don't know what it is. And we look, I'm, I mean, I'm by no means slagging him. He's a young lad. There's... A million things that it could have been, and he was. We don't know what happened when he got taken ill. We don't know any of that stuff. But since that Middlesbrough game where he got taken ill, since he came back, he doesn't look. It looks like a different person. And again, it kind of comes back to Bielsa then as to when this guy, when this player comes on and is not really offering much. Why? Why do we keep persisting with this? Mm. Like, I'm pissed now. I'm pissed now. I think it is true to say that Leeds have about an eight and a third percent chance of winning at sacrifice. It's about the same answers going up. Yeah, um, I was. We talked about the second goal. We've gone through the game. I just and Bielsa did come out after the game and they said, "Do you think it's playoffs now?" And he went, "Yeah." So he isn't. He isn't hanging on to any undue hope. No, well, he never seems like that type. No, that's true, uh, but. I'll see if I can find it because there was one stat that really says everything about it and it is definitely it is definitely the case 28 shots against Chef Wednesday 36 against Wigan 18 today 82 shots in the last three games two goals it's it's poor it's it's woefully it's woefully inefficient I've I've got to a point now where I don't think there is burnout in the team. I don't think there's physical burnout in the team. There might be mental burnout. Yeah. But again, I'm I'm looking just looking at the first team squad here and I don't think that there's there's a lot of room to just rest a couple of players to give them a game's break and especially when you've got two games in 4 days. Why and again we spoke about it 2 years ago that Pablo Hernandez is not someone who should be playing every single game. Yeah. So why he's playing two in four days is is, is strange, and you've got we've got Izzy Brown now, who I'm sure we must be paying him. Oh, we are now. We started paying him, I think, in like January when he when he got past fit and started playing in the under twenty threes. I think that's when we started paying. 
so we've just he's someone we've had on loan for half, essentially for half a season who we just we've just chosen not to use i don't i don't think he's someone who would come in and and steal pablo's place but it'd do him good to not play two games in four days what i'd say about brown is i think it's a bit like what we said we click last season I'm not saying he should be in the team, but I don't think he should be this far away. Yeah. And again, if you, you've got Shackleton in there who... He's the one that's annoying me more. Like, there's, there's about four different roles you could put him in. Like, today, Click was crap. Like, there's no way around that. And he was pretty poor against... And he was bad against Wigan as well. Mm. Now, if he's determined that he's going to play Forshaw in that deep role... How Shackleton didn't get on, I don't know. And how, like, Shackleton doesn't... Oh, we're playing Forshaw at centre-back when we could be playing Ailing there and Shackleton at right-back, who offers more pace going forward. The current form, I would be fine with Shackleton playing at right wing. I mean, he's quick. And yeah. Clark, when he came on, looks out of form. I think Shackleton mm. has deserved more football than he's had this season. Yeah, and again, I'm, I'm not saying he... He should be starting every game, but if if you are, and Bielsa made it clear at the start of the season, he essentially wants two players for every position, and obviously, the, and in the squad size we have, there are players who kind of double up. But we've also not really used that squad all that much, no. when and especially now when most of the squads fully fit, that Shackleton is someone who could come in for a game or two games, give someone a break, let them recharge a little bit, then put them back in. Has he had a league start yet? No, he has, hasn't he? He had the couple at right-back when we got yeah. the injuries earlier in the season. Has he had a league start uh, since Christmas? Probably. I, I can't think of one. No, I don't think he has, has he? No. But, nah, to, as I say, today, I'm not angry anymore. I'm disappointed with performance. We're poor. But we always get beat at Brentford. We always lose on Easter Monday. I didn't. I genuinely thought that we would lose this game. We don't always lose on Easter Monday. I think it's 10 at last 11. I'm guessing that one was Yeovil that we went to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did go, didn't we? That must be the one. <laughs> In my head, that's why we don't always lose on Easter Monday. It's that one game. But yeah, I, look, there is always that outside chance that Sheffield United will drop, will fail to win either of these next two. But I don't see it happening. I was going to say, they've got Ipswich next. Yeah, I, I, say, I don't see it happening. It's playoffs as far as I'm concerned now. This this was the game I thought it, it could happen in because Hull have gone unbeaten sin, at home since November, I think. They've got, they've got quite a good home record and clearly they just rolled over today. Yeah, uh, Mike Wallace, who I went to uni with, is a big Hull fan and he messaged me before the game because he was genuinely hoping that they could do us a favour. He doesn't like us, but he likes Bielsa. And, mm. he know, and he, like a lot of Hull fans, knew they owed us a favour from when we beat Watford on last day. Them years yeah. ago. And he messaged me at half-time saying, all I can do, mate, is say sorry. We've been absolutely appalling. Yeah, thank, thanks, Hull. Admittedly, this would have also required us to help ourselves, which we've just shown no sign of doing. Oh, yeah, it's... As I said, this, that losing to Wigan, that's that. I'm afraid. I knew as soon as that happened, we were fucked. Uh, 
I haven't gone back and remembered what we said last time. Uh, I, I do. I do believe it was well. I imagine you would. I think you probably predicted to. I think you predicted a defeat and a draw. Yeah, I think I had two defeats and one of them. I said one one because we actually yeah. because we lost to Wigan. I'm going to guess that it was probably that. I said one one, but I, d- mm. I, I don't remember. I'll look it up for the next one. Yeah, I was going to say I don't think either either one of us has done well in this in this run. No. Um, Obviously, we have a news section, but really, outside of the actual football, there hasn't been any. No. Uh, the only thing is that is, uh, the under-23s play their cup semi-final against Newcastle tomorrow evening at Geisley, and it's sold out. Oh, nice. Which I is a good... that'd be... Well, that'd be a couple of thousand? 1,800, something I think like it's, that? I think it's, two, it's like 2,800, I think. That's really good. Yeah, uh, I will hopefully get to watch it. I am in the office... Depends how busy it is. Uh, that'll be an evening game, so probably be a midday for me. I might be able to. I, I might think, be able to watch. I that think actually. it's a seven pm kickoff, which is eleven am for you at minute. Yeah, so I should be able to watch that. Yeah. Um, right. I've only put one down on the notes. Uh, with it doesn't matter, and it doesn't need editing out. Are we going to do one next week ahead of the Ipswich game, or not? Yeah, we can do. I, I'm. My schedule's pretty much as open as it always has been. Uh, Dom, how are you looking next week? Uh, that's a thumbs up. So, yeah, we'll just do Villa. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Producing on the fly. That, that is basically how it is done. Uh, Villa at home, Sunday midday. They've got 75 points from 44, but more importantly, they've won their last 10. I am shitting myself for this game. They're the form team in the league. Uh when you look through the squad, you can understand why. I mean, they signed Kalinic for seven million in January to be keeper, but he's been shite. And then they've brought in Jed Steer, who's apparently been really good since he came back from Charlton. But when you've got a seven million pound keeper as your sub, <laughs> how after these last few games, how far away does the game at Villa Park seem now? Oh God, it feels like two seasons ago. It's it just like you say, it feels like a completely different team. Mm. I know all the names that you you read off that scored in that game are the same as as what I've played in the last last few games, but yeah, they do seem like different people now. We were all a lot younger and carefree then. Yeah. Uh, def- defensively, it's been El Mahamadi and Neil Taylor at back at fullbacks for um, this run. Alan Hutton like backing them up. Centre backs will be two of. Miley Edenach, Tyrone Mings, Axel Twanzebe, Courtney Halls, Tommy Elphick or James Chester. Probably Yedinak and Mings, I believe, is their first choice at the minute. But Courtney Halls has played a fair bit. Courtney Halls. Just Courtney Halls. It's a good name. We we That's apparently we wanted name. him off Wolves at one point. Yeah, pass the Halls around. Yeah, I've had you. It's oh this game, I've we'd better play somewhat light because otherwise we'll get fucking hammered. Uh Glenn Whelan's been playing as their defensive mid. Uh, one of Horahan or John McGinn have been playing as centre mid, normally McGinn, but both of them can play DM if they don't play Whelan. Uh, they've got the guy who a lot of people seem to think is really overrated, but I don't. They've got Jack Grealish. I think he's quality. It's pretty much been his return to the team that has the, that started this run. He came back in and they've hit form. Yeah, he's he's really good. I actually, ahead of the Wigan game, I had a dream that Leeds got promoted and signed him £35 million. 
to play in the wow. to play in the number eight role that Click currently plays in because I think it'd suit him so well. Mm. So that's the thing. I don't think he's overrated. I think he's a very, very talented footballer. Oh, he's a complete he knobhead. I've, <laughs> I've no doubt about that. <laughs> like he is an arsehole. But I think he's I think he's a yeah. quality footballer. I really do. I just wish he'd wear his shin pads properly and wear his socks properly. Uh, him and Roof. I think it's the only thing with Roof that really does my head and he they do the same thing, don't they? They essentially wear socks that are two yeah, sizes I, too small. The thing is, I don't notice it with Roof. <laughs> Every time Grealish gets the ball, I notice it. I, don't, I think the other thing with Roof is... He, you just see how much leg he has because he ten Roof always likes his shorts on the shorter side as well. Uh, and he's got his beautiful golden legs yeah, on show. It's a really good squad. Obviously, the quality in midfield there. You've heard. On wing, they've got El Ghazi and Adoma and Jonathan Codger can play there as well. And that Andre Green that they sent on loan to Portsmouth and he's come back. He's a good player as well. Up front, barring an injury, Tammy Abraham, who... Is probably leaving Chelsea for thirty million in the summer. It'll be to Villa if they go up, but if not, it'll be to someone else. I said it before. I'm really yeah. Not Tammy Abraham's to one this. of the ones on the list. Abraham, Mope, Sharp, Pookie. If we had any of them up front, I think we'd be eight points clear. We really did need. Yeah. It turns out to do what Fulham did, and you know, like they brought in Mitrovic in the January. We needed something yeah. like that. It turns out. But at the time, I can understand why they didn't do it. Again, so one of my, one of my issues of stuff I've seen today is again people just and one. If you've got an issue with a player or anyone else to do with a club, and you're going on about yeah, it on don't Twitter, tag them. Don't tag, tag them. Stick move. You can say whatever don't you want about them. It's your opinion, but you can't. You don't tag them. Yeah. So yeah, put 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 their name because if they find that most. Of, then they've gone yeah, out of the way got, to search. If they've gone for out of the way to search for don't it, fucking then tag it's on them. And I don't care how many people this pisses off now. Stop tagging Andrea Radrazani and things and going, oh, this is because you didn't back us in January. Like, yes, we could have signed more players. But evidently, as has been made clear, Bielsa said, I want Dan James. That didn't happen. We did also get a goalkeeper yeah, for Real the fucking drift. We should have we should have done more in January, but it's not a it's not that's I don't think that's what's killed us. I really don't. I just think that unfortunately they've bottled it a bit. Mm, I, I I it just it's it's got to the point now where I look at it and I just think I'll oh, piss off. You just there's people complaining about Andrea Radrazani. Can I point you back? a few years to us being in League One with Ken Bates as chairman and owner well not owner because of course remembering that Sean Harvey us. didn't know who owned us yeah Sean Harvey the man who runs the Football League and could potentially be the man who runs the Premier League next season I, I think the it's football, the FA uh, the FA I can't remember which one but I'm not sure either way <laughs> he was a man who was earning a living and he didn't know where his wages were coming from but he was happy to run a football club. We had a man who lived in Monaco, who took most of our best players, sold them off fairly cheap, didn't put any money back into the team to see a team that could have been promoted to the Premier League slowly drift away, and we are complaining yeah, now. It's, it's just the way that it's finished. 
I was saying to you before we started, if we'd have been seventh at the start of March and ended up fourth or fifth, you'd think, it's a good season, Matt. You've done brilliant. And by yeah, that's not I'm, me I'm saying we should all be happy. All the... You should be fucking furious because they've made a bollocks of it. I've, but it is, I'm glad that this hasn't happened on the last day of the season. It gives me slightly yeah. more hope for the playoffs that they've got a couple of games to try and sort their heads out. Because I think if we'd have gone in yeah. and let's say it's, oh, it's us v Chef United and if we win, we're up and we draw Ipswich. I think we're losing that playoff semi-final mm. fucking 5-0 on aggregate. At least this way, yeah. we can rest at anyone that needs one. They've got time to sort themselves out. It gives us a chance. I've no faith in us in, a play- in the playoffs because I'm a Leeds fan. I've seen that before. But I've more hope with it going wrong with two games left than I would have done if it had gone wrong with no games left. I think the saving grace for us is that in the playoffs, we have pretty much got third. We could drop to fourth, but either way, that puts us at home second, doesn't it? Yeah. The if we hold on to th- if we can hold on to third then it gives you one of Derby, Middlesbrough, or Bristol. Outside chance, maybe Chef Wednesday, but realistically, it's between those three. I, again, I wouldn't... Like, if we drop to fourth... I think that against puts against West Brom, because I think Villa were beating everyone. <laughs> like, I, I could genuinely... Oh, no, they... That's uh, true. Because I, th- I think that... Um, oh, no, they can't catch us, can they? I haven't looked at a table... No, I was thinking they were. I was thinking they were two points clearer than they are. I could see it being then probably us third, Villa fourth, West Brom fifth. I'd quite like if now that I'm pretty sure we're in the playoffs, I would like one of West Brom and Villa to take each other out, preferably Villa to go out because they're they're my. I haven't looked at the odds, but they're my bookies' favourites to win the playoffs. Yeah, and on this form at the moment, you couldn't, you yeah. wouldn't bet against Villa. I mean, what Villa? We've got Villa next. Who have West Brom got? Well, I'm looking. I here, genuinely, to be honest, it. I don't that think it matter. matters who we play in the semi. Really? Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> probably. Lose. But <laughs> oh, West Brom. Have I'd got love Rotherham to win Saturday. that, just because I'd like Rotherham to stay up. Because if Rotherham stay up, it means Millwall are probably going down. Uh yeah, I. Uh, you know, the one thing I was looking at today before the game, completely away from uh, from Leeds United, was I took a look at the league table to see. I just wanted to have a look what happened with Birmingham, and just compared. Obviously, the closest thing you can compare is us getting minus fifteen points and and the season we had. If you'd add Birmingham's nine points back on, that just makes them slightly yeah. more mid table. Which, which, that's a depressing season. You get nine points taken off, and it really doesn't affect yeah, you all that much. Yeah, but you know, the, the group you have really put in a shift. <laughs> they have now. Christ, if they play, if they played like this all season, they'd be playoff contenders. Yeah. They had nine points taken off, and all of a sudden, they've just become world beaters. Yeah, uh, 
we never actually gave a prediction. Uh, I think that we are now done. Six nil Villa. I (laughs) I think we're now done in terms of going up. So, but I honestly, the form they're in and the form we in, we in, we're in. The form we in. I'd be surprised if we covered a minus one handicap. I'm going to say three nil to Aston Villa, and that's not just. Oh, it's all going wrong. We're rubbish now. I don't think we're rubbish now. I just think Villa are playing that well, and we're not. If we if this was the first leg of a playoff semi final, I'd be saying it'll be a really tight game. I'll, I'm going to put this out there now, delusional as it may be. This is the sort of game Leeds will win. It is the sort of game, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all the pressure's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Ten wins in a row, Aston Villa in the form of in the form of their life. Leeds will just go. Yeah, two 0 home win. Comfortable. <laughs> so that's what I'm going with. 2 0 win. Fair enough. I can, you know what? If, I, if I'm wrong, I don't care now. You know what? I actually can sort of see that. <laughs> It'd be so like us, wouldn't it? And Sheffield United will lose and give us hope. Oh, God. <laughs> and then on the last day of the season, they'll win. So we, <laughs> they'll win. So we miss out on goal difference just to make it even more annoying. No, they'll draw, but we'll lose to Ipswich. <laughs> When you just look and go, why? They've tried so hard for us. And in the end, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> oh, I hate football. Yeah. I, om- I almost miss mid-table mediocrity now. It was great not caring yes. for the last few years. We had a message to that effect and I said it'd be far less stressful, but way more horrible. <laughs> God, I, like, it, the, the sad thing is now, like last year, we at least had the World Cup that you could enjoy. And, and even if England weren't doing well, you just enjoy the fact that the World Cup's on. If Leeds don't go up this year, this summer is going to be awful. Yeah, you're completely fucked. I mean, at least I like cricket and there's a World Cup and then the Ashes. Yeah. You I, hate cricket. You've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'd love to be able to watch cricket at this point. Yeah. <laughs> It's not even an option. I've got the basketball playoffs. Uh, NBA or college? Yeah, college is done. The Ducks got knocked out. Uh, Uh, The Blazers are winning three-one in their first in their first best of seven series because you need seven games to decide a winner. Yeah, these two-legged ties with points, we're massively underselling it. In games that invariably have well, you know, comfortably over two hundred points scored in them. But no, we need seven of them to sort it out. Oh, and as a Timbers update, we finally won our first game of the season. Yay. They beat, Colorado, uh, they beat Columbus Crew 3-1. It's the first points they've got this season since the opening day. Yeah. Are, are, are they allowed to play any home games yet? Or are they still on that massive run of the ways? No, no, we've still got a month and a half till that. Oh, Jesus. So, but, you know, they got their first points on the board and we're not the worst team in the Western Conference. But in the games in between the opening day of the season and this one, I'm pretty sure the Timbers have conceded a penalty in each game. Can you remember? Can you remember when, like, the season after we missed out on the championship playoffs, and then we sold Gradle and a couple of players, and we never really replaced them, and so, um, strangely we got worse. Yeah, that's that's what the Timbers did. But one of those players is Liam Ridgewell. Yeah, well, it just shows levels, don't it? <laughs> Haven't replaced 35 year old Liam Ridgewell. Who would have thought? Yeah. I hate football. 
And oh god, it, it must. This is this podcast definitely going to come out weird because neither one of us really want to talk about it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, I really hope Ajax go all the way. That, oh. That's 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 my shining light at this point, is Ajax. Oh, yeah, I'm massively cheering on Ajax. Like, I might have to pull like, out one of my Ajax shirts again. Like, genuinely my second team that I support. Yeah, I... I well, that... yeah, I'll probably put them ahead of the Timbers. Oh, I said the... Uh, other than a lead shirt, I think the first shirt I ever had was an Ajax shirt with Lippmann on the back. Oh, when I was a, when I was a kid, so I, I, I'm, I'd love them to do it. They've been fucking brilliant to watch as well. I, I, I think I've said before here. I went to IX for a trading course, and I ended up getting to see IX versus PSV while I was there. Um, so I got to do like a tour of the trading ground, watch the U teams play, and, and ever since then, IX have always been, have always had a special place to me. So he even got involved with a session. He taught Frankie De Jong everything he does. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I I was fresh off watching Neil Warnock's football, and I just thought, what, what advice can I give him? Don't do what Neil Warnock does. Donnie, don't. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's great to see them in this in this position. What has it been? Nineteen ninety seven, the last time they were in the final. Twenty fourteen, since they last won the league, and they openly admitted to me like that they don't expect to be a contender in Europe anymore. They don't have the money for it. That they are essentially the the world's best feeder club at this point. That, yeah. That's kind of how they see themselves. Was it Real Madrid? We're talking about trying to partner with Ajax essentially as as an official feeder. Uh, it could have been, but I, if if that is true, I haven't heard it. I don't. I don't. I think that's what I think. It's something Real Madrid wanted, but I don't think it'll actually happen. But you, you can see why. Is uh, you know any team? You know, you look at. I'd love to know now how many Premier League teams managed to churn out a first team player from their academy who makes their debut and starts playing regularly before they're 20. Yeah. Every year. <laughs> yeah. And Ajax do, Ajax get at least three. Yeah. It is an unbelievable system. If it's any less than three, they see it as a failure. So, and who knew that what they really needed was to sign Dusan Tadic. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, Having talked about Ajax because we're too depressed to talk about Leeds anymore, uh, I think that'll do us. <laughs> I don't know if anyone will bother listening to this because, like, I can't think why anyone would want to relive the fucking pain of the last of this Easter weekend. Yeah, we don't blame you. Like, you know, I genuinely, I feel like I've been crucified. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Sorry, I'm just picturing Bielsa with a crown of thorns <laughs> being carried through Beeston. <laughs> Such an odd image. Yeah, so I'm just I'm just trying to uh, imagine Victor Otto in a technical dream coat. <laughs> So I've gone the other way. I've gone Monty Python. I'm pitching the lead squad singing Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Willis. Wyan Edmonds. Alioski's holding up his phone, his phone with his light on, and you can see, oh, is that another picture of him on the back of his phone? Yep. Yep. 
Right, yeah, that'll do us. Uh, we'll be back some point after the Villa game. Hopefully we don't get absolutely trounced. Uh, we're at Mighty White's Pod on Twitter. We're MightyWhitesPodcast.com. Podcasts everywhere that you find them. The stuff we write goes up on through it altogether, which is at THIU. It's all LUFC. Uh, I just... At least now we know it's done and we can all just relax a bit. Try and enjoy it last couple of games. You know, have that trip to Ipswich is now going to be far less fun in all likelihood. Uh, but, ah, well, at least we probably won't smash up a city centre now. Uh, I've been Jack, see ya. And I've been Casey, and I am fully advocating a full day of drinking before the Villa game. It's a midday kickoff. Mate, get on it at seven. Yeah, fair enough. Get it all in. That's our official advice. In a bit. Bye.